We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle have drawn nil-nil with the mighty Arsenal, the champions elect, the team that have won every home game this season. They couldn't beat Eddie Howe's defensively superb marks. Clean sheets, yes, we do them. Points away from home against the top four, or maybe a win, yes, we do them. Can anyone beat us? Liverpool in extra time of extra time. But apart <laughs> from them, no one can beat Eddie Howe's marks we have played every single team in this division, apart from West Ham, and they're fucking shite. <laughs> Leads me to the conclusion, my friends, that we're fucking class. I'm having that tonight. I felt it. I loved it. A point was enough for me. I've got Charlotte, Ben, and Cy to talk you all through the action. What happened and why? Charlotte, how are you feeling after that? Just amazing. Like, you know, there was like, there were some tense moments. That was a proper game of football against a good side. Arsenal are a very good side. They're an attacking side. And um, and I think people, you know, there was a little bit of worry. This is, we've played all these like, like shite teams. Well, they're not, you know, but not as good teams. We're coming up against the first in the league. Like, what will happen? And we just put on such a solid display. Like, there was no heads gone, apart from Arteta, which I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, touch on. But no, like, everybody's head was in the game. Everybody was just... Um, calm solid an incredible defensive display i'm feeling really good we are sitting pretty in third and you you know, really a year ago if you told me that i'd have laughed in your face <laughs> attractive words to me charlotte calm and solid ben how do you feel absolutely buzzing i think um that was that was a massive point i mean the the context that Charles just put it there First in the league, I mean, we're, we're a team that were 19th, like not long ago, looking like we we're going absolutely only down and, and probably would it would have been uh, dropping further had had we obviously not had uh, our saviour, um, Sir Eddie Howe, come in and uh, and rescue it. But um, it was just such a brilliant performance. I mean, talk talk about kind of <laughs> being organised. Um, I mean, every kind of, they, they, they tried everything tonight, Arsenal. I mean, they've even tried to steal a, a, a pen at the end there, like out, out, out absolutely nowhere um and and we just we kept kept our cool in it and as as you say the cool and calm and it was just there, there was never a point really where i was concerned that we were going to concede because the the, the way that we'd, we'd put out obviously <clears throat> the back four with almost like a, a a flat five in front of them but we just looked so solid and i think we could have played for 360 minutes tonight they <laughs> weren't scoring um have all the extra time you want lads it, it wasn't coming in there 
it's just really encouraging to see that we can go away to London, to Arsenal, to, to probably the best team in, in the league um, and completely nullify them to, to, add, to, to very little, really. And you look at the, the, the difference in kind of talent. I mean, Martinelli's and, and Saka were kind of took their, their country's kind of main threats in, in the World Cup just gone. And, and Dan Byrne and Trippier have kept them to very few chances tonight. Um, so yeah, really, really encouraging. I think it just it, it just gives you such a solid platform to go on. And I think we'll, we'll obviously go on to what, what will happen for the rest of the season. But um, it's just like you're in every game when you've got that back five. Um, and it's just an incredible position to be in, isn't it? Sign Newcastle had to do a lot of defending all through the game, but particularly last 30 of the of the second half. Did we deserve it? Yes, I think we did. That, this, uh, I thought that was a very even game. You're right. Last 30 minutes, we probably had a we Eddie Howe settled for the draw, didn't he? he puts Wood on, he puts mm-hmm. Murphy on it, do a bit of running, see out the game. Um, but for the first 65 minutes, I thought it was very even. I thought, you know, if we'd taken the lead and or you know, or it or, or not, it was kind of like you would have accepted that you would have thought we deserved it. At no point do I think we deserved or got lucky. To, to get the result we did. Uh, it's not like Nick Pope's made 15 saves. It's not like they've hit the woodwork two or three times. It's not like there was loads of goal line clearances, blocks of shots like from inside the box. There was very little of that really. Arsenal got in the box a few times, but there's always a Botman or, or a share there to just fuck them off basically and, and get the ball out. And again, it wasn't like last ditch clearances. It was right, we've got the ball back. Let's see what we can do. And yeah, we struggled a bit towards the end. Arsenal are a very good team. Um, I thought they played very well. That's, that's about as good as Arsenal can play. And mm. and we've we've earned a draw that I think is absolutely a fair result. I think we would have felt very, very hard done by had we not come away with something tonight. That's how that's how well we defended. And I, yeah, I think you're right, Ben. I don't, I don't think Arsenal were scoring if you gave them another half an hour. It's a great point. And this, this is the thing. Newcastle had to do a lot of defending. Not loads in the penalty area, though. Yeah. Not mm. loads in the penalty area. Nick Pobes maybe made one and a half good saves. Mm-hmm. Arsenal at home. And, and okay. Let me let me um, praise Arsenal a little bit. The, the manager's a dick. <laughs> granted, that's not a praise. That's not praise. <laughs> the man- you might like dicks. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the manager, the manager, the manager at the end. I, f- I feel like his frustration. I feel like the histrionics. It's all performance based. It's like Bruce at home when you're losing two 0 He just lot giggled. Of, there's a lot of arms waving. There's a lot of swearing. There's there's a lot of. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, but it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that Newcastle in the penalty box tonight were dominant in their own penalty box. Every header won. You know, Arsenal never got behind Newcastle. Mm. Arsenal never turned Newcastle around. There, there was, you know, that it, it is a big save from Nick Pope at the end, and, and because Nick Pope is such a good, good goalkeeper with his feet, it probably looks easier than it is, mm. and it is a big chance for Arsenal. They have a chance in the first half again that Pope saves with his feet, but maybe from a tighter angle and maybe. Is, is less of a chance and that's it that is it for the night and while there might be some who could look at first v third could third offer more offensively we might talk about that later in the show i do feel that newcastle have built this league position in this unbelievable record of one defeat in 18 in the premier league and more into including the cups on their defensive performances and that's that's what i'm proud of tonight and i can't remember which one of you said it maybe all three of you said it in your answer it's that it's that this is the new Newcastle United, defensively solid, defensively sound, like hard as fuck around the field, and also just just a, just a bunch of tryers, like really fucking good lads and good footballers, but also given everything they've got. And it was a great point. And I don't know about you three, but I I didn't feel worried. I wasn't thinking. 
maybe neutrals. I don't know. I don't know any neutrals. Everyone I know in my life is a Newcastle fan. Maybe neutrals are thinking Newcastle got their backs against the wall here. They're aiming for a point. They're lucky to get away with the point. I don't think so. I think Newcastle deserved a point. I don't think we were troubled. I think Nick Pope's had a pretty easy night. Anyone to disagree or agree? I'll t- take it away, my friends. No, I, th- I think the neutral sort of um, sentiment online is is more about the sort of, you know, a little bit of the shithousery from both teams on, on sort of the time wasting rather than any kind of actual uh, finger pointing at any any part of each team. So I don't I don't disagree with you. I think Nick Pope's done an extremely good. Uh, he's, he's done a good job, but it's it's not just Nick Pope, like you say. It's he's made what he made one excellent save with his left foot towards the end there, and then maybe one other. Um, and it's a defensive performance. Arsenal had something like four, 17, 16 shots, four on target. Newcastle only had one on target. I think that's that's probably you know where we need to start looking to improve, but. From a defensive point of view, you just can't ask for a better performance than than we we got today. I love it, Ben. I think as well. On, <clears throat> I mean, if you want to talk about the time wasted, I mean, oh, the doer. Well, <laughs> just why not? <laughs> the thing that I couldn't believe was Saka's probably wasted more time in that game going down for two little flicks to his his nose or something than than anybody. So uh, it's just that wound me up that uh, they that, that they were kicking off about it, but um. Yeah, it's it's a brilliant, brilliant uh, point, and I think, I mean, you, you you could argue Newcastle were under the pump, but as you say, there's very that we had to do a lot of running. The midfield, I should I say, had to do a lot of running, mm. but there's very few times they got through that kind of midfield uh, press. Maybe did it once or twice. Obviously, that that big chance at the end they do, um, but you, you've got to commend that that midfield. Well, the five, we'll call it the five, the the shift they all put in to. Um, to, to kind of keep it as competitive as they did and, and kind of make Arsenal work so hard. I mean, they, let, let, they've, they've got some unbelievable players and they didn't have an answer for getting through um, through us tonight. And and that's the biggest takeaway for me was that you, you've got someone like Odegaard, who's one of the form players in the league. You've got Saka, Martinelli, and Ketty has scored like 11 in his last 11 or something. Mm. Um, and and they've, they've they've literally not been able to create anything tonight. Um, and it's it's just a really, really... Uh, proud performance of the lads. This is just exactly what Leeds did to us, though, isn't it? Like four days apart, but, we've gone from the team being frustrated to the team doing the frustrating. You know, they've got Saka, like I say, Saka and Mark and Martinelli are, are have got every chance of, of getting past their fullback and getting in. But every time Arsenal came across the halfway line, they also had Joe Linton and and Miggy doubling up and making it as it's, it's so difficult for them. So you know, the, the fact that we've got that graft in the locker in a game where we still had some really good chances as well, it's just it's just such a testament to how good we are and the fact that we we didn't have to come in and, and sit in the whole game but you know we, we did our work and then still had chances like I just I'm, I can't give enough praise to the entire team today yeah I, I, I totally agree I love it and I also <laughs> think that against I disagree with slightly because against Leeds we created more big chances than we did against Brentford as Adam said in the last podcast it was kind of an issue with Le- with our finishing rather than Leeds being defensively good. And, you know, I think tonight Arsenal created more XG in the first 10 minutes against... I say I think, I'm reading it on Twitter. Yeah. I assume mm-hmm. it's a fact. <laughs> Arsenal created more XG in the first seven minutes tonight than the whole of the rest of the game. And, you know, I said on the Instant Reaction podcast that we did for patrons, um, you know, Arsenal had a, had a nice 10. Well done, Arsenal. You had a nice 10 at the start. We struggled a little bit, then we got into the game, and it's very pleasing to, to, to see 
and, and watch that we closed it down from them. That that's the thing, isn't it? It's the the in game adjustments that were made. I mean, obviously Burn gets gets done down the line um by, by Saka early on and, and that's the, the first Pope save and um you, you give Saka credit, he, he absolutely burned him, but he didn't do it again. Um and I I just think that it was such a mature performance. Everyone kept their heads, we were winning fouls when we could. I mean, in in light of a, a ref that was begging to send somebody off tonight like <laughs> ridiculous number of with stupid yellow cards coming out in the first first half um to to kind of get through all of that it was uh was was it shows the growth and kind of the maturity of this team as well and i think it's another facet to, to kind of how good we are defensively that we're, we're kind of able to especially when things get so uh, i think you put it as feisty uh towards the end of the game as well we didn't get involved in any of that shite we're just cracked on, kick the ball out of play and we'll just defend the next phase. And um, it was brilliant concentration levels. And I think that <laughs> we lacked that composure against Liverpool in the game we lost. Um, we kind of, we, we we made an error and, and maybe didn't get set as well tonight. There wasn't any sign of them getting kind of an opportunity like that. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was really, really good to see. I never put bets on, right? I, I, oh, I'm a bit scared of betting. But tonight, like I saw in my, I must have been given a five pound free bet or something. So I put like two quid on share to get a yellow, and like it's the only player on the pitch that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> tonight, I was like, come on, ridiculous! So many of them tonight, but that's that's our Fabian. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna break now for some adverts. You know the drill by now, I'm sure. Unless you're brand new, come on, join us on Patreon. It keeps this podcast alive and going from £3 a month to hear these podcasts ad-free. If you want to pay a little more than £3 a month, there's fucking loads of me, Charlotte, Ben and Si, and our colleagues talking about Newcastle United. This week, we've got a Sheffield Wednesday preview, a Sheffield Wednesday opposition view, probably a further review of this Arsenal game, plus much more. Please come and join us if you like what we do. We'd love to have you back after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sai, 
we've kind of hinted what we want to talk about tonight. It's all about the defence tonight, isn't it, surely? What do you want to say, mate? Um, I, I don't know where to start. Uh, I thought all four or five, you've got to include Nick Pope. You've always got to include Nick Pope. Um, we're just incredible. But, I mean, I, I suppose you have to start with, with Sven Botman. Like, he's just the best defender I've watched. And, you know, I, I've talked about Jonathan Woodgate in that spot for years. But Botman's already exceeding him and just being so, so ginormous in defence. They did, didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know what to do about him. Um, if, if the, you know, Arsenal tried everything. They tried to break through the middle. They tried the wings. They tried to to put balls over the top. Botman was the answer to all of these things. If they ever did get through the first line of defence, if they ever broke through the midfield, if they ever got past Dan Byrne, the ball's across the box. Botman's there. He's so reactive. He's so quick. And then I, I, I keep saying, I, I've just never seen defending like it, where if we win the ball back, we don't just hoof it out of play. We don't just hoof it out for a corner. We don't just clear it, like slice it out of play. They're always, always is it head up and who can you lay it off to? Who can we, can we play this out? Last resort is to clear it. And if it's cleared, it's properly, properly cleared past the halfway line. It's just like all of these things. Like this, this is title winning defense. And you, you two keep talking about winning the league. I don't think we're going to win the league, but it's the defense is there. The defense is like as good as you can get in this league. And our, our goals against column is, is testament to that. But tonight they showed why we've got yet another clean sheet. Just, just so, so good. And the fact that we're talking about Nick Pope making two, probably two good saves against the best the best team in the league you know they are, they are the best team i think man city have scored more but arsenal are certainly probably second and and the the, the best side so then uh, we've restricted them to two two decent chances like what more can you say i i think the i mean i'll i'll talk about the fullbacks i mean pace is there meant to be their kryptonite and uh the two of them were unbelievable tonight like against probably well especially in Saka anyway one of the fastest wingers you'll come against in in this league Dan Byrne, as I say, made one mistake and he didn't let it happen again. He was brilliant tonight. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously a lot of that was the, they were doubling up. Miggy and, and uh, Joe Linton and, and Willick, I think, all deserve an honourable mention in this as well because um, they were doubling up and, and doing the hard graft as well. But when you've got like bookends like that that are just so comfortable, like, I mean, Byrne, obviously, we, we, we kind of, we, we know there's a an issue there potentially with it, what he can do going forward. But um defensively like he's got everything <laughs> that kind of you want he's he's massive um okay he, he maybe lacks a bit of bit of pace but he, he showed tonight he can make up for that in, in in other ways and he's positional play he's he's reading the game um he was just brilliant and and to come up against that threat of, of martinelli and Saka tonight him and trippier i thought they were brilliant um very rarely kind of with with, with a, ever put under any kind of pressure and when, when you've got, especially with Trippier, obviously, <laughs> Trippier and Byrne together, I mean, they, they won a couple of headers. I know, obviously, there was a, a big chance last week against Leeds from from them too. Um, it, I feel like that's the next thing from these two is Trippier's delivery is so good. It's it's kind of getting Byrne into positions where we can use his height to um, to, to kind of be a, a big weapon. And uh, I think, yeah, it, it was just a brilliant, brilliant performance from, I think, two players where they would have identified, we've got to get at them, we've got to get... Um, get get the ball to the wingers and, and run at them and, and they weren't able to do it and uh, I think you've got to give a, a huge massive pat on the back to, to the two of them for the, the job they did tonight Totally agree and I'm really pleased that you talked about the fullbacks because like you say this was Arsenal's you know they've got Odegaard in the middle but this was Arsenal's chance 
Saka v Burn. Burn's not a left back. He's mm-hmm. going to play 100 games for Newcastle at left back, and people are still going to say, Dan Burn, he's not a left back. He was playing <laughs> centre back for Wigan in 2019. That doesn't seem that long ago, but also it's fucking ages ago. Dan Burn has come in tonight. He got rinsed once. And like you say, not just him, but particularly him, the rest of the team didn't let it happen again. Willick and Joe Linton and then also Sven Botten, just just Saka, he almost wasn't in the game from that point. And you saw second half in particular that they tried to get the ball in behind Burn, a few flick balls over the top, and it just didn't work. And th- this is the special thing about this point tonight. It's, I really want to emphasize the points of people. And I'm sure everyone listening has watched the game or seen the highlights, but if anyone hasn't, despite what's kind of being made out by Mikel Arteta in his post-match press conference or other Arsenal fans, this was not an Arsenal um, steamroll performance. This was not Leeds at home to Newcastle. This was not Arsenal had so many big chances. I think the XG actually was 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 both one. Both one for both teams. Joe Linton, we haven't talked about it yet. It's a fucking big chance, Joe Linton. I wish he'd scored. You didn't. Okay, we'll move on. But Arsenal did not, in my opinion deserve to win that game tonight. Newcastle's defence was excellent. Yeah, Arsenal are at home. The unbeaten. They'd won every home game. They've done everything they have to do this season. Newcastle go there, and Newcastle deserve a point from tonight based on their defensive performance. Nick Pope has made two saves all night, and one of them... I'd even say both of them you expect Nick Pope to make, but like you say, Ben, those fullbacks, unbelievable performance. We haven't really talked about Kieran Trippier. Nothing. Martinelli, one of the big stories of this season. Where is he? Someone tell me where he is. He's in Kieran Trippier's back pocket. <laughs> I'm buzzing. Charlotte, what do you want to say about our defence? I mean, not. we're just going to be singing their praises, aren't we? One of the things, I mean, we've talked about it there, but one of the things that I'm most impressed with, and I, I said to my dad when we were watching it, is Dan Byrne's performance. Is that kind of like, yeah, making one mistake, letting a, a run go in past him and... and you know learn like learning in game from that not letting that like spoil his game not letting anything else happen um just uh, like this this just resilience i think a few people on twitter are saying that word now this resilience like okay that's happened didn't lead to a goal because the rest of the defense are fucking class like that's that's fine I, I won't do it again and um and botman as well like i just think I don't know, he just seems to appear. He's just such a, like, he's, he's not a, like, to me, he's not flashy, just appears, um, does his job, and then, like, 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 is, then, you know, I don't know, it's not it's just everywhere, into, isn't yeah, it's just everywhere. It's like gas. <laughs> <laughs> Botman's just, like, gas. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I can't really say loads more. I mean, I could sit and praise them all and praise them all and praise them all. Trippier was brilliant. You know, Byrne was brilliant share was great share did some excellent holding up play today didn't get you yellow know, though did he no didn't you know what, you, know what, you know what share's really good at getting a head injury yeah. and then five <laughs> minutes five minutes later winning the next header he's so good at that um one thing on, on on why we're so good defensively i thought was so evident tonight is is how perfect we are positionally nobody ever gets caught out of position we're always in the right place it might help that we do a bit of a you know feigning injury and bias us a bit of time to get back in position but we absolutely, like, there's no gaps left anywhere on the pitch. That's why um, Byrne and Trippier did so well against Saka and Martinelli, because there's just no gaps for them to get into. They're always in the right place. That's that's experience, that's leadership, that's just absolute 
cohesion as a back four and it, it's so so hard to play against a back four that's always there that's always rigid, that's always five yards apart you know there's no big yeah. gaps no one's out of position no one's been dragged away if someone does get dragged away the whole unit moves like it's it's so beautiful to watch it's like fucking roman war tactics like it's just impossible <laughs> to break through do you know what else is fucking brilliant to watch the, the fact that they all buzz off it yeah like yeah. dan burn at one point literally celebrated a ball like being overrun out of play um <laughs> obviously bruno did it against leicester where he made that slide tackle and like gets up and he's like giving it the big in <laughs> and uh just you can see they take so much pride in it and they, they absolutely buzz off being fucking class defensively and it's it's just such a a, a mint thing to see from a, a, a newcastle side i mean i, I haven't seen defenses anywhere near this in, in our time obviously we've been horrific for years so it's 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 unbelievable to see they have the best time and they like care so much. But you could see that with Trippier, there was a, a, a sort of, it wasn't really a chance for um, for Arsenal in the extra time there, but it was one of their corners, I think went across the goal. And in the slow motion replay, you can see Trippier's face just like, like literally looks like he's about to cry. Like, cause the ball looks like it could go in. And just the, the amount that these lads care, like, you know, and I know that they. Ca I know that your players should care, but I, d I don't know. I just, I still feel like that's a very special thing. Yeah, I agree with you, and, and I don't want to defame anyone who played for previous Newcastle sides, particularly good Newcastle sides. But one of the issues with Sir Bobby Robson's Newcastle sides is they go to Man United in o two o three and concede five. They'd go to um, Arsenal and concede three. It's kind of the difference between then and now, and yeah, it's a, it's a different game and almost mm. a different football club, but the fact that, like you correctly say, Charlotte, there is such such value put on clean sheets. That's the 10th yeah. clean sheet in 17 fixtures this season for Newcastle United. They are title-winning statistics. Now, Arsenal are so far ahead that we're nine points behind still. They've got a game in hand against Man City, which I think they'll lose based on tonight, but that's fine. Um and, you know, we we are in with a serious shout of top four. Man United have drawn level on points. But we've got a lot more to give. We've got Alexander Rizak to come back. We've got John Joe Shelby to come back. We've got some hopefully fucking new class lads to come into the first ASM to get more than five minutes, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Alison Maximin to get more than five minutes. What's going to happen to his Newcastle career? Because he's, he's well, not... Well, Willock looked injured, though, didn't he? When yeah. he came off. So yeah. that could be an opportunity for him. Bad news for Sheffield Wednesday, I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but ultimately... It, it's a great point, Charlotte, because there is there is such value placed in that point tonight. They they, they they sweated for it. They they adapted. You know, Newcastle, I thought the first the first fifteen minutes, despite Arsenal's dominance, in fact, fuck it, the first twenty five, I think Newcastle pressed more high up the pitch than Arsenal did. Arsenal were quite content to leave Sven Botman alone. I get it, Arsenal. I'm the same as you. <laughs> leave him the fuck alone. You'll hurt you. But Newcastle re really pressed and they kind of realised as the game went on, and I think Yes, it's a very typical Alex Hurst, True Faith podcast thing to say, but the referee played a massive influence in the game. He booked a lot of Newcastle players who didn't deserve to get booked. There was a couple of bookings there, I think, on, on another day of good tackles. That really harmed, as the defensive side in this fixture, that really harmed us, those bookings. They really harmed us. Bruno Gamarange getting booked after about what, 20, 25 minutes was a, was a real blow because it kind of took him out in that number six position. Wilson, as, Wilson yeah. as well. I mean... You, you, you could see, I mean, I, I think he was lacking a bit of match fitness, uh, obviously, tonight. I think, obviously, comes off after about 65 minutes or so. But, um, like, the, that booking early on stops him being able to play his game, which is just smashing into defenders. When he's on a booking, he can't take that chance. Obviously, that's how he gets the booking in the first place, smashing into uh, 
I think it was Saliba, but um, it was a frust- really, really frustrating one just because it, it completely nullified, as you say, a couple of our key players. And and, and then he, because he'd, he'd done that, he just had to give everybody a yellow card. Yeah. They, they did a foul and it just got a bit ridiculous. And I think he uh, he maybe needs to watch that one back and, and learn from that. Joe, but, Lin- um, Joe Lynn yeah. gets the ball. Yeah. He gets booked. Yeah. It's just, it's well, get, awful, gets it? kicked in the back of his foot. Yeah. And, and yeah, gets booked. So, um, yeah. But, I, I mean, ultimately... I think other than nullifying a couple of our players, I think the referee um that that like he didn't really influence the outcome of that game um in terms of what we deserve. So I think you just take it and move on. Sven Botman. We're gonna continue on the defence for now. Sven Botman yet to taste defeat for Newcastle United any time he stepped on the pitch, and I'm including friendlies, I'm including cup games, and I'm including the Premier League. It isn't it's an absurd statistic. You know, how, how does this guy walk into Newcastle United? I said this on a YouTube video recently. £32 million for this young boy is the best transfer of the last transfer window. Newcastle have won, before this one, which we're in now, Newcastle have won, hands down, the last two transfer windows in the Premier League. Bruno Gomares and then Sven Botman. I think go back before that and include Joe Linton as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just took a little bit longer to mature, <laughs> like a fine wine. Sven Botman, Sven Botman coming here, he, you know, where has he been? He's been to Old Trafford. He's been to the Emirates. He's been to White Hot Lane. He's, he's had Man City at home. He's not tasted defeat. There was a point, I can't remember the minute, but in the first half he made... What I love about Sven Botman is the first time passes with left and right. He mm. made one of those passes with his right foot that Arsenal were just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> You've been Sven Botman. Sven Botman. You've been Sven Botman. Botman. He's, he's, he's got to be worth double, triple what we bought from. Who it's wants to talk still about nuts. Still, sorry to interrupt you. But I then. wanted you to. Okay. Well, then I'm not sorry. Um... Still nuts to me that he wasn't picked for his national team. Like, surely there's nobody better out there. In the Netherlands, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I said that during the game. So like, weird. it still boggles my mind that, I mean, obviously Van Dyke, pre having a meltdown and, and forgetting how to play football, <laughs> was was a brilliant player. But I, I think Botman's getting to the level he was at, and potentially surpassing it. And uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely mental that that the Dutch would go to such a bigger event and, and not take probably your best player. Ridiculous. I'm fine with it because it means he's like <clears throat> extra fresh. good, ex- fresh, fresh verse. Yeah, I just, like I said, like just this calmness, just this collectedness, just this ability to read the game. He just knows where his players are going to be and he knows what their players are going to do as well. And he's massive and he wins all the aerial. Ju- like it's just, it's just class. Like it's just fucking class. There's an argument to say that Eddie Howe is the best manager of the last ever. calendar year ever. <laughs> Now, the the old calendar year thing, it's very social media. No one in football talks about judging football teams in the calendar year until people needed content to fill the void. But I do genuinely think Eddie Howe is the best manager of the last calendar year. <laughs> if we're, if we're going to go down that route, side and, and something I want you to touch on here, there's a good tweet I saw tonight um, that said, people say Eddie Howe relies on money, and they do say that. And yet he has to bring on Chris Woods, and Jacob Murphy from about 65, 70 minutes in that fixture. Do, do you think that speaks to the job he's done, or do you think that people are a bit harsh on those two lads? 
bit, bit of both. I think I think it really does speak to the job he's done. The fact that he uh, can trust the the two lads who you think would never ever ever get in a top four side. Yeah. Um. You know, Fabian Scher was was what three and a half million, and he, he looks like a world class defender. That's mm. not money. That's Eddie Howe. You know, uh, Dan Byrne, nine million pound centre half. Well, centre half at the time <laughs> who couldn't get in Brighton's team. Oh yeah, the money's made him a fucking yeah. world class left back. Yeah. It's just it's just nonsense, really. Miguel Almiron. Nobody wanted Miguel Almiron. Um, and he's now. The, the most prolific winger in the league like it's just it's it's, it's a nonsense if you, if you want to uh, reduce Eddie Howe's achievements this season to money it's just it's just a nonsense that yeah uh, you're right the calendar year thing is silly but the uh the fact that that we've we've, we've done what we have in the in, you know you can go back to what November now for when Eddie Howe took over the the, the entire job he's done is is phenomenal yeah. and yeah I think it's really disrespectful to suggest that money has improved this team but it hasn't made us from a relegation fodder mm-hmm. to to Champions League we really haven't bought that many good players. Money can only take you so far. If if you like, look at Man U. How much money they've spent and the managers they've had. Some of the, the supposedly the best managers in football, and they've not been able to get a tune out of some of those players. Eddie's come in and transformed some bang average players. Like I mean, you, you talk a few of the players you've talked there. Obviously, Joe Linton's one of the big ones. Like that, he's found a diamond in the rough for him. Um, I mean, Willick was a player that obviously we signed under Bruce. Arteta had, doesn't want a, him. Yeah. He doesn't want him. Arteta doesn't want him. Brucey didn't want him. <laughs> Brought, brings, sticks him on the bench every game, brings him on, and, and he score, goes on a ridiculous scoring run, but still ends up on the bench every game. Um, and yet, Eddie's come in and turned these players around. Yes, there's, there's obviously been money spent on some quality there. So obviously, Bruno and Botman are, are two players that have been unbelievable. But at the same time, I mean, 40 million, I mean, it, it's not a drastic yeah. sums in this day and age when Liverpool have just spunked more than that on a kid that's going to be a backup attacker for them in Cody Gakpo, that they've spent double that on Van Dijk to get probably a worse player. Um, 70 million Allison or whatever. It's like <laughs> the, all these teams that keep crying about kind of being, un, un, it's unfair that Newcastle are, have got all this money when we haven't actually got the money. Like it's not in the team at the minute. But we we spent far less than all these teams. So this whole kind of narrative that it's a lot of other managers are are putting out there, it's it's just bullshit because it's it it, it undermines and diminishes the job that Eddie's done. Um, but it also makes them look shit as well. Like it's daft. Like I don't know. I mean, Klopp's one of the worst ones for it, and uh, it's <laughs> uh, it uh, it's great to see them crumbling and struggling as they are. But uh, that that's something for another podcast. But um, <laughs> I I just think. The work he does, I mean, we've already said it, that to transform that defence, and there's not a huge amount of money being spent on that defence, as you've just given the the, stat, the the figures there, Si. It's a very cheap, I mean, Pope, 10 million. The, the three of the <laughs> that back five are under 10 million, probably. Trippier was a, maybe was a bit wow. more, was, yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing in this day and age of football, and yet he's got them gelled to be, as we've said, the, the best defence in the Premier League. Like that—that's nothing to do with money. That's just being fucking class, understanding <laughs> every little asset of football, doing the graft that he's put in for the last eighteen months while he's been out of work. Like the the bloke deserves a knighthood. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to hand it to Art Teflon underscore NUFC who asked us <laughs> to mention the fact that Michael Arteta did say that Steve Bruce was the most important English manager. <laughs> <laughs> Not of the last decade or last 20 years he's been managing, but of Ever. the last 100 years. 
100 years. He said I'd, that at I'd, the time. I'd love to know who the guy, who, who's the guy that he knows from 100 years ago that was better than Bruce Lee, <laughs> to not just go <laughs> say <laughs> best ever. <laughs> there was one bloke 100 years, 101 years ago. Um, He's like, so, so Walter I'll, Winterbottom I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it the bloke who invented the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Brucey, anyway, enough about him. Let's talk about the future. Newcastle had a nice little lead over the other sides in the top four race. We're now level on points with Manchester United, but five points ahead of Spurs. Charlotte, I'll come to you first, but I'm interested in Ben and Sai's view. The season ahead, how is it looking? January, Charlotte, is mental. If we beat Sheffield Wednesday, which I believe we will, and if we beat Leicester, which I also believe we will, uh-huh. we're going to have nine fixtures in January, exactly. or nine fixtures in 27 days or something, batshit like that, including yeah. the Leeds game. Is top four now the absolute minimum of the season? Is the title race over? Is it all about the Cups? What do you think about our future? Oh, that's a lot of questions. A lot of questions so, so many for questions. me. Uh, title race, it's not impossible, but I don't think that is our main focus now. There's nine points between us and Arsenal. Um, Man City have that freak robot scoring for them. <laughs> like, I don't I, I don't think... Would you take him over Chris Wood? <laughs> oh, it's a really hard question. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't think title race needs to be our priority, but I do think top four does. I think there's nothing to stop us finishing in that top four. Um, Look at the performance we gave tonight against the top of the table. Arsenal, like, who who else? Who else is going to be? Who, like, it's just... just Can anyone give us a fucking game? Yeah, that's Alex's little trademark thing at the moment. Can anyone give us a game? I mean, they did give us a bit of a game tonight. You know, Nick Pope's made one and a half saves. One and a half whole saves. Um, so in, in terms of like, wh- where do I think we should be finishing? It is top four. I think probably number one this season might be out of reach, but next season might not be depending on how we, how we strengthen, how we're doing, what we've got going on cup wise. I almost think we need to focus on one of them rather than both of them. Cause nine games in one month is a lot of games and we don't actually have, we still don't have this incredible squad depth that we need. We do need to strengthen our midfield. Willock went off with possibly an injury tonight. We'll have to wait and find out um, what that looks like um, longer term. Shelby's out longer term. Um, You know, if we get another injury in this like glut of games, then we are looking at a a bit of a problem. So we've got a full month now to go out and, um, and spend a bit of money. I know that they are being careful because in the summer they're going to need to spend as well, assuming we are finishing top four and we're looking at Europe that's going to we're going to have to attract much more expensive players so we do have to be careful in this window and i appreciate that um but um i've forgotten what how many you asked me loads of questions the cups charlotte the, the cups, cups the cups are they a bigger priority than finishing top four for you as a fan for me as a fan as a like because uh, I, I no i would rather we finish top four i think um i'd, I'd like us to win a cup i'd like a cup and a top four not Why both not? cups i'm not greedy um don't need them yeah, just just the one. Either will do. Um, but for me, it's top four. On the form we're in, I'd be disappointed if some like unless something went really wrong, like I say with injuries or something like that. I would be disappointed if we now finish, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth. I don't see why we should. Um, and cup wise, I know so many fans, especially like older fans, really want us to win a cup rather than finish in that top four. But for me, it's it's that it's that positioning. It's a really tough one, isn't it? I want it all. No, <laughs> no ceiling, Dudsy. Who sang it? I want it all. 
Awane. It's Queen, wasn't it? Queen. Um, yeah, I think um, it's a really tough one, isn't it? Like, obviously, winning something would be unbelievable, isn't it? We've not we've not done it in in our lifetime, so I think you've got to. That that's probably the first hurdle you've got to take. I think is you've got to win something, get some silverware in the cup in the in the in the cupboard in the cupboard in the cupboard. <laughs> Don't not, put not it the, on display. No, 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 no. Straight put it in the cupboard with you. Put it in the cupboard the cup, behind the crockery. Behind the crockery. Um, get it in that cupboard, and uh, with with your certificates and all the other stuff that we've got. Um, but now I think for me, yeah, I don't mind which cup. Just just get a cup in the bag, and then I think that kind of. Um, it, it it then starts to breed that kind of winning feeling and, and kind of learning from that. So, yes, t- I mean, obviously, top four is, is a massive aim. Um, obviously, it'd be unbelievable to have European trips and all that sort of stuff, but that can come. We've got plenty of time. We're in no rush. I'd, I'd rather have a cup, I think, at this point. Do I think, I mean, I, I can't see us dropping out of the top four. I think we're, we're so good defensively. It's not going to happen. Um, so I feel like we can probably take the cups more seriously in terms of, obviously, we've got... Um, some <clears throat> we're in the last stage of the league cup. Let's let's have a proper go at that and and and, and try and win it. Obviously, this Man City is still in it, so it's it's not like it, it's ours to lose. But um, we've, we've got an unbelievable chance, so let's give it everything and go for it. Um, Chef Wed is a is a great tie to have in, in the cup, so let's let's go and turn them over and do that, and then then see who we get after that. But uh, yeah, I think for me, I, I want a cup win. I think they go hand in hand. I really do. If, 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 you, if we're going to win one of the cups, you've got to assume we'll also be in the top four. Like, if we're, if we're winning trophies, we're, we're mint. We're mint we're That's not everyone. the question, Si. What do you want? Both? No, no, no. We're going to win a cup. One or the, the other. League. Uh, we're not going to win the league. I think I, th- I really think Champions League is still on. I'm, I'm really encouraged because I think the season <laughs> is taking... The season part two is taking the exact same shape as the season part one. You know, we started off with a, with a comfortable win then a scrappy draw, and a, a, a draw you could argue that was a bit of a got away with that. I'm not saying Arsenal was that tonight, but, you know, uh, some Arsenal fans will probably see it that way. Um, you know, we did the same at Brighton earlier in the season. We had, we had a home draw in that mix, and then we we looked better and better and fitter as each game came. So I'm just, I, all I can see as we get into, like, February is us hitting that same momentum again. That Unless some catastrophic injuries hit, I think we'll hit our stride, we'll hit our momentum and start smashing teams left, right and centre again come February. And I think that's when you'll be hitting semi-finals, finals of uh, of the League Cup, last stage of the FA Cup. And then there's loads of winnable games in these months in the league to, to really put ourselves back up and a bit of distance between us and point-dropping Spurs and point-dropping Liverpool. You talk about momentum as well. I mean, I think like just winning breeds that just yeah. confidence and, and good feeling and... Um, as we say, you, we, I mean, we'll we see how you were talking earlier, Shaw, about how much these lads care and mm. um, how much they, they buzz off kind of doing the <laughs> the little part of the game, right? And I think um, just just keep winning. And I suppose when you kind of say, which would you prioritize? I think you've just got to, the next game is the biggest game and just, just keep trying to win every game, obviously. But like, I, I wouldn't be getting into the realms of kind of resting players and things like that. I think just, just play everyone. that they're, they're going to... I mean, we've seen obviously a couple of players potentially picking up knocks. I mean, Joe Linton was limping around as he always is. Shaw's probably got his tenth concussion of the season tonight. <laughs> um, but keep wheeling them out there because they're, they're, they're doing class and, and they're getting through the games. And uh, I think it's it's really important that we, we we keep this kind of core nucleus of players um, going and, and and just kind of 
the, the hunger that's in the squad, you can see they they, they want to play every game. Keep it going. I, I love that Jamal LaSalle has now found himself a role in the team. It's good at the touchline <laughs> and being a dick until he gets booked. I want to see him get banned from five yellow cards from not even Just playing. Just from stopping people <laughs> are taking throw-ins. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think we're gonna we're gonna call it there. We've done forty minutes. Just want to say, I just want to say that Newcastle United have played in this Premier League, Arsenal away, uh, Man United away, Spurs away, Liverpool away, Fulham away, Brighton away. That is excluding ourselves. Six of the other top <laughs> seven Premier League clubs, we've played them away from home and lost once and that was a fucking disgrace we don't need to go into that that's a remarkable record that that that's a backbone that that's that that's strength that that's resilience that strength to go away to all of the other best teams in the premier league apart from man city and only taste defeat once in scandalous circumstances this team is special and they deserve our praise and anyone who thinks they didn't deserve it tonight can well, I was going to say something rude. I was going to say get fucked, but you said it, Jonas. <laughs> You're allowed your opinion. Thanks for listening. We have True Faith live on the 7th of February at the stand. If you like what we do, we have Craig Hope, George Culkin, Mark Douglas, and Keith Downey alongside Charlotte and I. Come and join us at the stand in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. If you like these podcasts, it's £8 or between £3 and £8 a month for loads more of this we would love you to come and join us can't wait for chef wed me and charlotte are going to be there speak to you all very soon bye-bye this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.